in by Kulusevski. Welcome, welcome, welcome back to the Up the Spurs podcast. I'm here with my good friend, Ian. Ian, how you doing? Cooper, I've got to say something first. We're starting off this podcast hot. Oh, it's, it's coming off hot, yes? Yeah, number one, I do apologize. We were meant to record on Sunday immediately following the game. Uh, would have been great to have those raw reactions at the time. So apologies there, but I was wrong about Chelsea. In in what regard? I don't remember. Oh, on the last episode, we had talked about how ugly Chelsea played. Oh, God. And yeah. I was so confident going in this game that they were going to stink it up. And I'm afraid to say I was wrong. Um, we have a lot to talk about. We do have a lot to unpack. Um, I will take your apology with a grain of salt because I also, too, probably need to apologize. Uh, we, I think we ranked them like fifth on transfer window activity. Um, mm-hmm. Koulibaly looks great for them. He's so good. He's so good. So good. Um, and we're not basing it just off of that volley, but... No, the, the whole game. He looked stout in defense, so... That's our fault. Uh, Like Ian said, there's a lot to unpack from the game. And usually what we do is we'd walk through lineups, we'd go through the match, um, we'd discuss it at lengths. But we're going to do something differently today. We're kind of going, I don't want to say off book, because did we ever, were we ever really on book? (laughs) No. And so what I'd like to start with is we are going to talk about the match, but then we're going to totally diverge and just go into off into total tangents. So that's where we're going to start. The lineups for the match, we remained unchanged from the Southampton match. Were you surprised by seeing it the exact same? Did you expect anyone else in there? Um, I don't know. I, I can't say I'm surprised because I know how we started this year as well. Conte made that statement of, we want to start the way that we ended last season. And I think, you know, we first game was amazing. We played well. Right. We won. We looked good. Um, there's no reason to change it for the next game. The, you know, from Conte's eyes, it's that squad did well. Let's put them into the next game. Um, the only one I kind of was teetering on going into the game was if Parasic was going to start since yeah. it's a big game big rivalry. We needed his leadership throughout that game. Um, but yeah, no, wasn't too surprised for you. Yeah, no, I, I know we had kind of mentioned maybe Perisic starts the bigger matches. Uh, and he didn't today. I, I will say, I don't think Cess played well at all. Um, then no. again, I don't think anyone played well. Uh, I don't like, I, if, if I'm going Back to front, I thought this was one of Kane's worst games. Thought Son was this might have been his worst match in, yeah. <laughs> in a Spurs shirt. Um, but it kind of just shows you, like, and, and we'll get into this with with Chelsea, but it it shows just how if you take away Kane and Son like a year ago, 
like we're done. Like there's mm-hmm. no way we perform. But like we talked about, goals from unlikely sources in the Southampton game and that kind of theme rolls on today. Um started out the match unchanged. I would like to mention Tanganga replaced Longley on the bench who was injured. Uh what a great start to his first career. Uh, gets 8 minutes in the first match and then he's injured, but we know it's just a, a light knock, so it's nothing serious. And then Richarlison uh started from the bench as well. Uh did come on to make his Spurs debut. There was also no Spence who was I don't know if you saw any of the videos from the celebrations but spence was in the background yeah Uh, i think he was the 19th man or whatever uh so if someone was sick or injured in warm-up he would take their spot on the bench uh and he was with uh pepe matar sar and when when the goal from kane went in they were like buddy buddy interlocking (laughs) i was like oh that's so cute love to Uh, see that yeah you do uh this was a weird match. And I, I'm going to say that like 55 times. <laughs> I went in so confident. And after the first 10 minutes, I might've been the most confident I've ever been in my life that we were going to win just because we started so differently and everything kind of fell apart after that. It was, it was, it was weird. I think I love Conte. I think he's one of the best managers in the world. It seems like the past five times we've played Chelsea, he has been tactically outclassed, hand over fist. Um, it was it was difficult to watch that first half, uh, but let's let's kind of just walk through it. Just the first half, a 19th minute corner uh, results in a Koulibaly volley uh, that goes into the upper <laughs> corner. Um, my question, Ian, and you might not have an answer for this because it is uh, semi-counterintuitive uh, to ask, how the hell was Koulibaly that wide open? That was so wide. Like, I get you were doing this zone defending of the corner. Yeah. Which I have issues with already. Uh, but we were doing this zone defending, and yeah, you think, one of the biggest players on the pitch, center back, loves yes. attacking balls. Mm-hmm. You'd think maybe man mark him, maybe keep an eye on him at least. Uh, sure, he was in a very un-center back-like position on the corner, but the fact that one of their best headers of the ball, unmarked, wide open, and puts in an absolute screamer. I mean, yeah, you wouldn't expect any center back to be doing that so it it was it was one of just so frustrating especially with our with our beautiful set piece coach exactly all throughout the game again and it's interesting if you look at some of the past um set pieces that chelsea has had over like the past year or two uh rudiger and koulibaly have lined up in similar positions and rudiger's had maybe two or three volleys similar to koulibaly that have flown a mile and a half over the bar. Yeah. And, of, and of course, Koulibaly, just, of course, it, it goes in on his home debut. Um, and so, yeah, that kind of sucked. That kind of sucked to start out with because I thought we played well. And then it kind of all tumbled into this hypogenous mess of a Spurs match. And 
like we said, tactically, it was just disgusting. Um, Tuchel did this thing where he was really smart. He man-marked Son with Reese James, who yeah. I'll get into that later. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> shut some out of the game completely. But he also did a really brilliant thing where he, and this happens every time we play Chelsea, one player who is not that great of a player or is having an average season will play like prime Zidane against mm -hmm. us. And Ruben Loftus-Cheek, I thought, was... Yep, 100%. Yes, disgustingly fantastic for him. He's six foot three, and he's going up against a 5'11 Davies and a 5'10 Sessegnon. And they're doing this really intelligent thing where he's their outlet. He's like a wide target man from right wing back. And I, it's such a simple thought, put the tall guy on a small guy, but it was mm -hmm. executed perfectly. And I hate Chelsea. I absolutely despise them. <laughs> but I have to give my credit to Tuchel because it was brilliantly done. Um, what, what were your thoughts, Ian, at end of the first half? Because that was really the mm -hmm. only... Mm -hmm thing that happened end of the first half what were what was your brain headed towards i went oh here we go again <laughs> but we're gonna be own five and we're gonna be five games straight against chelsea where we just don't look good yep uh but yeah no i first half i went wow kane hasn't showed up the first two no. games of the season and that that even despite the header at the end which i know we'll get to uh I still think like it was a very poor game from him. Um, right. Reese James, man marking Son and just tracking him everywhere. It it worked so well for them. Mm -hmm. It worked so well. And Reese James had him the yeah. entire oh, yeah. game. Like, yeah, he fouled him. Yeah, probably should have been sent off. But he halftime, I was like, oh my God, we look terrible. Chelsea look better than we've seen them in a while. Right. They look very organized. They did that weird. Three four three shifting into a four two 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 two, two. Yeah. yeah it was it was strange but it was effective and they just picked us apart first half like yeah, other they, than the first ten minutes yeah they did this thing defensively that was and I the yeah let me go back they did a thing defensively where like Jorginho was in front of the back three mm -hmm. and then Conte and Mount were in front of him man marking. And then Sterling and Havertz were pressing. And it was like, <laughs> I, I don't know how to put it, but they man-marked our two center mids and just threw everyone else wide. Like, don't yeah. let the wingbacks get the ball. Uh, and so going into the half, I, I'm right there with you. I was like, it's, we suck. It's over. Um, but, you know, that's a Spurs thought. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> I, oh, yeah, exactly. I, I, there were two pros that I got from halftime and that was one it's only one zero and i thought it was really difficult for chelsea made some great like um progression with the ball but i don't mm -hmm. feel like they challenged like they I, I can't even think they really had a shot on target like other than the goal i'm trying to think yeah. a really good save from loris on a havertz shot but like in the first half, they didn't, it was great buildup, but nothing else. And yeah. my other pro was that Reese James was on a yellow. So he didn't really man Mark Son anymore. 
Uh, yeah. But yeah, at halftime, I thought two or three changes minimum and mm-hmm. we didn't get anything. <laughs> so I was a little pissed, but that changed in about the 57, 58th minute. Sess uh, comes off for Richarlison. We moved to a back four. And I think Kane had a really good chance at one point. I think he was, I got a through ball from Hoybier. Mm-hmm. Oh yeah. And he, he just pulled it. He, yeah. there, he had all the time and space in the world that he just ball got too far out in front of him and he reached for it rather than just taking an extra step. Another step. And it's a goal. Like I that's, just... that's been that like summarized Kane for me so far this season, which I hate to say, but so don't want to hop on. Don't want to hop on any player this season because we have Conte and because of where we know we can go. But man, he just, it it summed it all up that like Kane firing on all cylinders end of last season. There's not a chance he doesn't finish that. And this season just pulls an open shot one-on-one. It was bad. It was was really bad. Um, but luckily for us, about 10 minutes after that sub, um, Hoybier scores. Uh, and it was it was a good shot. Uh, I think Conte talked later about how he encourages his center midfielders to shoot from the edge of the box. And I was like, sounds good. I'll take more of that. <laughs> um, it. Yeah, it was a great goal. Uh, but it was a little contentious because a foul in the buildup play uh, a, a supposed foul, let's put it that way. Mm-hmm. Uh, Bentonker on Havertz. We've seen the replay probably what 55 times since this <laughs> podcast. Yeah. yeah. Was it a foul for you? Okay. Let me take a step back. Watching it live when he absolutely cleaned him out and he even got up and started walking. He started he was walking like, that was a foul. To the that was a foul. <laughs> and then got the ball, go down, score the other end. Uh, which also had the contention of was Richarlison involved in offside. But going back to the Benson foul, he uh, first watch went, oh my God, how have we gotten away with that? Yeah. And then they showed the replay from the angle of Anthony Taylor, like, like the ref's view, right? Well, the, the first, they kept showing the replays where it was like from the touchline. Yes. Like yeah, looking yeah, yeah, at, yeah. That looked like a clear foul. So you just couldn't see the tip of his boot. But when they finally... Mm-hmm flipped the camera angle to the other side of the pitch and showed it. He did get the ball. He got the like, ball. Yeah. It, it's one he, of those that yeah, and he got the ball first. Yeah. For, he got the ball first. Opinion. Yeah. A hundred percent. So like, it's one of those that in the game, I even, even after the game, if that had been called back, I would have been like, he touched it, but look at it from the other side. It, it looked pretty yeah. rough. Mm-hmm. Either way, all in all, not a foul but it came very close to it. Yeah. And it was, it was really weird because like that, that occurred and then 50 seconds went by before we scored. So of Mm -hmm. course they not, they're they're not going to be able to call it back because the phase of play had changed, but someone pointed this. I think it was Spurs logic on Twitter pointed this out. Our goals came from, Jorginho trying a drag back in his own box, <laughs> us stealing it, and then Hoybier scoring. So it's like awesome. Um, and then the other goal came from a set piece. So 
I, Ian, I don't know, because we we grew up playing soccer together. Uh, well, not together, but same like level. Yeah. yeah. And I don't know if your coach was ever saying like, the only way they're going to score is off of mistakes. Mm-hmm. Like, did, did you ever hear that? Yeah. Oh, yeah. And I think this match just perfectly uh, put that into perspective because it was multiple mistakes for our our goals and multiple mistakes for their goals. It was it was just man, it was a weird match. Um, but after that goal went in, Chelsea lost their mind, uh, and I thought, yeah, it's getting called back. But Conte and Tuchel kind of uh, went at it. Yeah. Yeah, getting chest Yeah. It was and, it, it was honestly, I loved it. I loved seeing it because it's just showed that like mm-hmm. they both were so passionate and invested in this game. It's not just, you know, a tightly contested game. It's a derby. Yeah. It's Conte used to man at Chelsea. Tuchel isn't entirely liked by all of Chelsea. This is his chance to step up and be like look how passionate I am, look how much I care. And both of them just not backing down and stick it. I loved it. And it, it was a bit weird how it started because it was Tuchel running over to the the fourth official screaming yeah. at him. Mm-hmm. I think Conte thought he was screaming at him. Yeah. And then as soon as any bit of confrontation started, <laughs> it just blew up and they right. were chest to chest. chest, to chest. Yeah, it was amazing to see. <laughs> yeah, no, it really was. And it was... Like they're I they're I I don't like Tuchel at all. Um, no, but they're both passionate guys, and I have to respect the craft. Uh, yeah, <laughs> I have to respect that they're passionate about something. Um, and I'll get to that in the pros a little later. But that goes in about ten minutes later. We make a very stupid mistake. Uh, Decky loses the ball for what felt like the third or fourth time that half in the same position to Koulibaly. And Sterling somehow found himself uh, on a 2v1 with Davies and Reese James. And mm-hmm. I'm thinking, if, if I'm Ben Davies in that situation, I, I know James is wide left of me and I've got mm-hmm. Sterling bearing down on me. I'm, I'm letting Sterling shoot, personally. <laughs> like, he's missed a chance early in the game. He's... Yep. I don't think he's a good finisher. Like he's pretty mid-tier level for me. Uh, I I I would have let that ball go wide, but Son's kind of tracking back on Sterling. So I think Davies. I don't know. It was weird. James scores, and it was a weird goal right up the middle. Mm-hmm. Lloris, I thought could have done better. He kind of dove almost out of the way, but I don't even want to get into that. Uh, a few more changes occur. I think we put on Basuma. Um, who else came on? Help we put on Lucas at some point, but I felt like that came a little bit later on. Yeah, I think it was Basuma and Perisic. Yeah, Basuma, Perisic, Lucas came on. Richarlison and, was on. Yeah, and then and then it was uh, Lucas came on for Royal in like the 83rd yeah. or something like that. Yeah, and I don't even. I think Lucas touched it like twice, but whatever. Yeah. <laughs> um, 95th minute, we have a corner. Um. And I'd like to point out, Son and Perisic both took corners with their weak foot and yeah. strong foot. I I, I re- remember as soon as the it was like in, I think it was in the first half even maybe it was early in the second 
we had that free kick. Son steps up and he hits with his left foot. Yeah. What the I was like, hell what? are you doing? Why? <laughs> Why? <laughs> I don't know. Whatever. Like, yeah. Parasite shaking with his right or his left. Sorry. But either way. Swingers, baby. Love it. <laughs> and that happens. I think Davies gets ahead on it and Mendy makes a great save and pushes it over the bar. Uh, but they go to VAR at that point. Mm-hmm. And I don't know about you. What's running through my head is handball, handball, please. Yeah. God, please let it be yeah. a handball. And uh, do you want to describe what you saw from the yeah. VAR perspective? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Just fucking Romero. Absolutely. <laughs> Molesting Cucurella. Yes, it, it was. It was. I, I watched as soon as that first replay came on. I thought the same thing. I said, "Okay, is our handball? Did like somebody get tripped in the middle of the box? We didn't see, so they didn't make it." I was. Right. I was leaning towards our end going into it. I oh, thought. Really? I thought we were getting a penalty. I was yeah, like, yeah, "I don't yeah, know yeah. what it is. It just feels like there could be a penalty." And then they zoom in and they switch camera angle to Romero. I, how how does I'm trying it's just difficult to put into words when you have to admit that you don't understand how that wasn't a red did you see the Louis Van Gaal interview from like 2014-15 about Fellaini I think <laughs> Fellaini grabbed Guendouzi's hair no it was like 2017-18 I don't know he like grabbed his hair and yanked him back mid-match, and it was a yellow. And I think they asked him, like, shouldn't it have been a red? And he's like, where is it in the rules? You can't grab the hair. Where is it? And it's it's not in the rules. Um, wow. I'd like to point out, I do think it should have been a red card. I don't know how the FA hasn't decided to take a look at it, personally. <laughs> uh, I love Romero. I Okay, I've got multiple viewpoints on this, so I'm going to try to condense them. I love Romero. That was the stupidest thing he could have done in that situation. Uh, From that point, I don't love it. It worked out, so I kind of like it. I (laughs) I do have a question, like a rules question for you. And that's, let's say on that, because I think it happened. Yeah, the ball was, was the ball in the air when he pulled his hair? Or was it, had it been kicked? I thought it. It had either just been kicked or they were still running up to it. Okay. So if if Perisic is about to take the corner and he yanks his hair down, Romero yanks Cucurella's hair, hair mm-hmm. down, that's – and let's say he gets red carded. It still goes back to a corner kick, if I'm correct, because the ball wasn't in play and the ball oh. doesn't switch possession. Am I wrong? I, I honestly have no idea. Like, I, that's such a weird – specific rule that i don't know if i've been a part of because i yeah yeah you can't you can't give a free kick to where it happened because ball wasn't there i i don't know because (laughs) i I feel like i've seen a few corners where like people will like wrestle each other to the ground yeah and they'll give a yellow that's fair but they'll and then it just goes yeah it still goes to the corner so i get people are pissed about the romero thing but from that standpoint if it is a red, oh darn, it's still a corner. 
Yeah. And who's to say Kane doesn't score on that? So I don't know. I really don't know. Uh, I wanted to hear your honest thoughts about that. Uh, I, 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 I like that because that's a that's a great way to shut anyone down. That's like who should have been sent off? Okay, should he have? I yes, he should have. <laughs> <laughs> like, uh, okay, we still had the corner. Yeah, I I don't know. It it's just running through my head. Um, so I do think Romero should have been sent off, but Kane puts in a lovely header that I think is in. Oh my gosh, running out of time on the uh, Zoom meeting. What the fudge? Uh oh. Well, we might have to do a part two of this episode. <laughs> Sorry, everyone. Um, but Kane, Kane puts in a lovely header that I think should have been an own goal because it comes off of James's knee. We'll count it as him. He breaks the August deadlock uh, for him, a dry August with a goal at Stamford Bridge. If I had told you that 10 years ago, like, not 10, five years ago. Everyone would have been shocked. Um, yeah, just absolutely weird and crazy and fun. Uh, I have a few facts I'd like to point out. Um, first is, before the match started, Chelsea had scored nine goals against Spurs since we had last scored one. Jeez. Just want to point that out. And I believe... We had won one of our last 12, 11 matches at the bridge. And a lot of people are giving us stick for like not, I don't, I don't know how to put it, um, for celebrating a draw. But mm-hmm. it's, it's a big point. Like, what are your thoughts on that? Yeah, I've I've heard a lot of what you're saying, like the the stick of oh, you guys celebrated that draw like it was a win, how Spursy, whatever. It's like no, being Spursy would have meant just conceding that game as soon as we went one nil down, and not have scraped a point out of it, and in such dramatic fashion that we did. Like we made it happen. We played terrible. Like it, everything aside, Chelsea out strategied and tacticed us 100%, but we didn't play well uh, the entire game, really. And yet we managed to point out of a team that looked really good at their home ground in a game, in a team we haven't beaten in the last however many games. It it was, we should celebrate that like a win. Like that's a, that's a change in the momentum of Tottenham. Like had we lost that game, different story next week. Sure, we may not have Conte, Still don't know if that's getting uh, reversed or not, but up against Wolves next week, I think we're going to be coming off hot off the bounce of that. I, I love that you brought that up because just for all of our viewers, Ian does not have a run sheet in front of him right now because I neglected to send it to him. <laughs> uh, and he brings up a really good point about like the mentality of Spurs. So since Conte arrived, we've now had four 95th minute or plus <laughs> goals three of the matches we've gone on to win because of it. And the Chelsea one was a draw uh, Watford in the 96th minute on a Sanchez goal, the Bergvine double against Leicester at Leicester. This is all at away from home. Wow. I'd like to point out in 2022 uh, at Man City Kane's goal uh, mm-hmm. over Kyle Walker. Fantastic. And and now this Chelsea match, like I I loved Pochettino, 
Um, and, you know, I, I kind of liked Mourinho. I, I thought he gave us a little bit of a steal uh, behind us. I don't think any of these goals happen if Pochettino or Mourinho are managers. I mean, is that an unfair assessment? No, I think that's completely fair. And I, I like what you actually said about Mourinho there, like kind of liking him. He gave us that steal a little bit. Feels like he he walked so Conte could run. I love it. Like oh my God, I love he, it. He he got us ready. He They kind of have that same grit about them, uh, very different ways, but they both are, they both want the most out of their squad in a way that no other manager does. Yeah. Um, so Rio walked, Conte could run. and But you're right. I think if we're under Poch, Ryan Mason, Nuno, Mourinho, oh, God. whoever else we've had, uh, yeah. we, do, we don't get that point. No. So yeah, 100%. I, I don't think we do. Um, and I love that. And so after the match, uh, Conte and Tuchel went at it again. Uh, Tuchel screamed, look me in the eyes. Look me in the eyes. <laughs> Even though. Even though, where are you going with this? And that he he wasn't looking at him. Well, I, I thought you were going to bring up the Burnley match where oh, Sean Dyche. Burnley, yeah, yeah, that too. Sean Dyche was like, Mate, look, I don't even, I can't do a <laughs> Sean Dyche impersonation. Incredible. <laughs> yes, there you go. Uh, and yeah, there was handbags and handshakes. It was great. Um, did you see the video? Of Anthony Taylor red carding Conte and then looking for Tuchel and Richarlison like Charlison walks over him on like, the shoulder <laughs> and points and then he red guards Tuchel and Tuchel looks at Richarlison and Richarlison goes mad like yeah, I, I had to mate shoulders. sorry <laughs> what would you expect <laughs> I I loved it um it it was listen I I don't like Chelsea I've said that multiple times um I've got a Chelsea friend that texted me and he said I think we all know what we think of the match. Uh, GG's though. Um, I'll see you. I'll see you in February or something like that. Mm-hmm. And if I'm a if I'm a Chelsea supporter, I'm pissed. Scum. Yeah. Yes. Yeah. So, so you weren't muted there, but whatever. <laughs> uh, <laughs> sorry. <laughs> I, I, I'm pissed. And part of me, as a neutral, as neutral as I can be, I kind of get it. Like they played so much better than us. Yeah. Uh, and they were hard done by. At the second glance of it, though, the last time I remember a match where we were hard done by, and we also like played really well, in my opinion, but still lost. Um, I don't know if you know where I'm going with this. Uh, the Champions League final against Liverpool. Oh. 17 seconds in, Musa Suzuka handball. Yeah, that sucks. And they score. Liverpool really didn't create anything more after that. And we had multiple mm-hmm. shots on goal that just were not great. But I, I don't think we played well. thought we played okay. So maybe we didn't deserve to win. And this is a bad example. But I have cobbled together a few uh, moments from, I think it was last season and the season before. Okay. of moments where we've been screwed over and lost points out of. So we have the Kane offside versus Southampton. Mm-hmm. I don't know if you remember that. At, at Southampton, we drew. So there's two points right there. Uh, Sun offside versus Leicester. Uh, 
which I think we ended up losing that match, which would have tied. So then there's three points right there. Uh, the Mora handball against Sheffield. Do you remember that where he was falling uh-uh. down? The ball was kicked against him oh. and it hit his like shoulder and they <laughs> called it a handball, even though he was fouled in the process. So there you go. There's another point or three right there. So we're at like four, six. Uh, Dyer handball versus Newcastle, where he went up and the ball hit him mm-hmm. in the back of the arm. Yep. Uh, there's two points right there because they tied it up and it was a draw. And then the Sissoko handball versus Liverpool. Jeez. That's that was I tweeted that and it just it was off the top of my head. Uh, and listen, it's going to happen. People are going to make mistakes. Referees are only human. But Chelsea supporters have come out with a, a petition to an- have Anthony Taylor never ref a game of theirs again. Fine, you can do that, but there are multiple teams that have been screwed over like the past season, season or two from mm-hmm. VAR and referees. It's it's not always about you. And if you want to talk about like refs being paid off by Spurs or whatever, just know where some of the money came from, where you purchase most of your players. That's all I'd like to put into the world. <laughs> um it's just something to think about. Listen, we're going to go for a commercial break really quickly. And we will be right back with all of you. Welcome back to the Up the Spurs pod. Uh, this is part two. Uh, that commercial break was brought to you by Zoom meetings, 40-minute uh, <laughs> durations. Uh, so thank you so much, uh, Zoom, for that lovely uh, interlude. Yes, I'd also like to add, just as a tail end to what we were just saying, um, Spurs have now only lost one of their last 13 matches in the Premier League. Wow. It's kind of incredible. Um, Our last loss was to Brighton uh, at home in that 1-0 loss. That was awful. Ian, my question for you is, other than the Brighton loss, can you remember the loss prior to that? The loss prior to that? Against Burnley? It was not. I think Burnley was, was the one before this one. It was at Old Trafford against Ronaldo. Oh, yeah, with Ronaldo's. Ronaldo hat trick. Uh, yeah. Which, looking at it, uh, Ian, you sent me something interesting this morning. Mm-hmm. Ronaldo's able to leave. Uh, do you take him at Spurs? Oh, no. <laughs> oh, no. I, yeah, came out today. Uh, United said, if you can find a club that's interested, you are free to leave. And I immediately followed that up with, oh, looks like Ronaldo's staying at United this season. Stay in the year. Who who at this point even takes him? Like, you think about where he could go, who could afford his wages, and you look at their squads, their ambitions. He just, he feels he's a little too big himself right now i'm gonna throw out something egregious newcastle well that's one of the three i'm thinking (laughs) i'm thinking newcastle may probably not like yeah they can't afford it they don't want him um i'm thinking maybe chelsea wow makes a weird move for him uh because they were they're looking at a bombing right now and 
Uh, I mean, how funny would that be? A bombing goes to Chelsea. That's just so weird. Either, either if they get either Aubameyang or Ronaldo, it just epitomizes Chelsea in the end as well. Oh yeah, hundred percent. Um, yeah, Newcastle, Chelsea, and then I don't know why. Um, I just have a weird feeling Madrid would take him for like I don't know nostalgia. Yeah, yeah. See, I Madrid, don't think so though. I don't know. Madrid popped in my head as well, but it would have to be some sort of we're bringing you here, but you can only play Champions League agreement because that's all he wants. I don't oh, think yeah, he cares yeah. anymore about winning titles or he, I think he knows he's not going to be a Ballon d'Or player anymore. He probably doesn't admit it, but he probably knows deep down. I think right. he's just looking to secure that Champions League scoring record that he wants to be so far out in front of everybody that he can't be touched. Um and I think also he probably sees Slotin and what he's doing at AC Milan. And, mm-hmm. you know, it, Madrid came back with saying, hey, these are our terms. Yeah, I feel like he would take it at this point. Um, his ego may say otherwise. We'll see. Yeah, I know. He's not wanted no. in <laughs> North <Anywhere>. London. <laughs> play that. But how, man, how sick would it be rocking up to like the North London Derby with like CR7? Ronaldo, Kane, Son, <laughs> Kulazewski, something like that. Front four. <laughs> yeah. That, imagine it though. Like Kane at 10. Kane playing Ronaldo. Yeah. Oh, Kane playing Son and Ronaldo and Kulazewski through. Oh, beautiful. Uh, I would like to add the wingback goal contributions that we made from last, um, last episode. I predicted 50 goal contributions goals and assist for wing backs uh we're at three out of 50 for the season yes, with Parasitch's uh corner and i have a nice little layout of who's done it and how they've done it so Sess with a header Beautiful. goal royale with a layoff assist and Parasitch with a cross from a set piece we will see how far we get um but i think we can hit that 50 number personally is is there any anything else you want to add on Chelsea, Ian? I, I know we want to do a little pros and cons section, uh, but before mm-hmm. we get to that, is there anything in particular that pops in your mind or you want to roll the pros and cons? No, I think we can get on with the pros and cons. We've uh, talked talked a lot about the game. Um, we admitted yeah. in the beginning we were wrong about Chelsea. Well, I did. <laughs> they, I was uh, wrong too. Don't worry. Yeah, they, would uh, would they you like to start good. with? Yeah. Oh, yeah, yeah. They did look good. Would you like to start with pros or with cons? Let's start with the cons. Let's cons. let's get these out of the way. Um, okay, well, we played terrible. <laughs> Agreed. Uh, we played terrible, and we were outmanaged this game. Outmanaged? We played terrible. Um, Kane and Son are still off. Yeah. Uh, I know Kane scored, and I know Son had an assist last week, but they were, they're still off. Mm-hmm. Um. Kulazewski was awful. He okay. That was something we I think touched on a little bit in the lead up to the second yeah. goal. But yeah, he just was. I mean, just outbodied the whole game. He he didn't seem ready for the physical battle that occurs in a North London Dar- well, in a London derby. Um, he just didn't seem up to it. Got the ball, kept trying to do the same thing, and it ended the same way every time. It was disappointing, honestly. 
Yeah. No, it really was. Uh, I thought our wingbacks were terrible. Um, I thought Sess was... It, it's so disappointing. Sess was so good against Southampton. Mm-hmm. And then he was just taken apart. Um, I thought... And I know I said this about... I thought it was one of the worst games um, for a lot of players. I thought Dyer was awful. Yeah. Um, yeah. Romero... Romero was good. He seemed honest. In my opinion, Romero was the only player who played well in that game. I think, yeah. I thought, yeah, because like Hoiberg's like first match, like first half was terrible. Mm-hmm. And he got the goal, which got a goal, but can't discredit. But the, the rest of the game, honestly, yeah. like our, our Benson Kerr and Hoiberg, that game, it showed this is a con, but you, I, I don't know, take it as you will. It showed how important they are mm-hmm. to how our tactics work and how we build up play. We have those like double pivot anchored center mids who make things happen. They get it. They switch it. They get us on the counter attack. They hold true. They hold steady. And when they were just being man marked, picked apart, weren't given any time or space on the ball, we couldn't make anything happen. Um, right. So it was, it was tough to see. I thought Benson Kerr, I thought he especially didn't look very good this game. Um, and I hate to say it, but yeah. I think uh, them being man Mark, as well as whenever Kane dropped deep, he was, he had somebody right on right his back. Chelsea were yeah. ready for him to drop deep every time. Um, and yeah, he couldn't make anything happen either. Yeah. Uh, I thought Davies was also pretty bad. Mm-hmm. Um I I don't really think Hugo could have saved the volley from Koulibaly. Uh-uh. That rhymed. Uh, <laughs> I do think he could have done more for the Reese James goal. I'm not going to put him in the con because his save on Havertz in mm-hmm. the first half was fantastic foot save, uh, which kind of saved us in turn. Yeah. Um, trying to think of other cons. Um I would have liked that. Uh, no, I thought the subs were good. I would have liked to have seen them at halftime. Mm-hmm. But that's, seen it that's, earlier. Yeah, that's a little nitpicky, I feel. Yeah, yeah. So those are the comps. I think that, I think that's a that's a fair list. Yeah, let's, yeah, let's move list. on to the pros. Why don't pros. you us off? Uh, a point at the bridge. There you go. Beautiful. Yeah. I think, yeah. The change in the mentality we talked about mm-hmm. before the commercial break. Uh, was massive to see us just get a point and right, you know, stay flipped on, even though we were playing very poorly, even though we were losing. Um, you know, an older squad of ours would have just said that's the game and kind of dragged it out, but yeah, that's another we really, thing. we really scrapped for it, yeah. And it, my biggest pro, I think, from that match is it's nice to finally see us play awful mm-hmm. and somehow get away with it. Like, yeah, I don't feel like that happened a lot in the past. And so it was just nice to see. I, I don't know. I, I, this is totally off topic. I did want to touch on this because we mentioned the Romero sending off and stuff. Uh, Reese James got a yellow card for dragging son down. Once again, this is totally off topic. So here's a con of the refereeing. Uh, four spurs. How about that? 
Um, and then there was another play where I don't think the ball was in bounds yet uh, from a goal kick, but James tackled Son. Yeah. And there was no yellow. So there you go right there. That should have been a second yellow. Fine. Don't count it. Uh, he jumped into the stands for his goal. Mm-hmm. That should have been a second yellow right there. Uh, and then third, he had a really cynical foul that led to a free kick for Kane. It's like a knee to the back of mm-hmm. like Kane's legs. That could have been a fourth yellow. So I know we can complain about like Romero being sending off and probably should have been, but I'm saying maybe Reese James should have been sent off. Also, Tuchel should have been sent off for running down the line after having yeah. a yellow card. Um, so it, it's not always about you. yeah i think on on that as well um i think maybe even one of the reasons why romero pulled down cucurillos because earlier in the game stepped on his knee oh yeah and another one i don't know if that's a red i no no it wouldn't be a red didn't feel like it but like yellow yeah and just because it's not on purpose doesn't mean it like could have wait let me think about this couldn't have been prevented. I don't know. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And you know what you're saying. there's history with that, with like Kukurella, uh, Kulizevsky, and Romero from the Brighton match last mm-hmm. year, where they just kind of went at it. Kulizevsky should have been potentially red carded for an elbow. It's up in the air. Um, yeah. Uh, other pros, I think Richarlison was great when he came on. It's nice to that. That's another pro entirely. The bench. Yeah, made an impact. And mm-hmm. it, it was one of those where, like, the first couple minutes they were on, I think I was expecting too much. I was expecting, okay, yeah. let's get subbed on and let's flip the game on its head. But we nobody was playing well enough in that entire game to make that happen. But the fact that the another pro off of the subs as well, a change in formation yes. strategy from Conte. I was Agreed. never expecting to see that. And he switched us uh, to four in the back, and mm-hmm. it was kind of like a wasn't it like a four four two four two four? Yeah, kind of it thing? felt like it that. Was, yeah, Son and Kulazewski on the wings with Kane and yeah. Johnson up top. And yeah, I think Davies in that four back. Con fell out of position. Uh, yeah, got, maybe like was still in the mindset of he's a left center back rather than a left back. Mm-hmm. I, I'm not gonna keep on that but the change was a positive to see because it ended up working regardless of how it worked right it worked we got the result we got a point we changed things up was never expecting to see that yeah and just a comment on the subs uh ian this is a question for you who would you rather have uh coming on a trio of richarlison basuma and perisic or bergvine winks and regulon Good answer. Uh, I it's just great to see that depth. Um, and yeah, like Lucas came on for a little bit, uh, which I thought was weird, but you know it's whatever. Yeah. Um, a con. I didn't think Emerson was great. Uh, I don't know. Is there any other pros or cons you want to add? I think we hit most of them. Yeah. No, I think just like the overall theme, cons. We played bad. Uh just yeah that yeah that can sum it up we played bad we played uh bad. pros we got a result we saw something different from the squad oh another pro yet 
another set piece play yeah. or a few and leading to a goal. Coach is paying off. Coach is paying off. Did you see the tweet of, I think it was a French club, Ajaccio or whatever. Uh, they're in like these red and or orange and yellow stripes and they're doing set plays and hands. yeah they're doing yeah. the ring around the rosy and then yeah. did you see the one where they all ran over the ball and yeah, the, yeah yeah the goalkeepers at the edge of the d i'm like what the hell is what going is happening on? <laughs> and uh i'm waiting i'm waiting for that to be pulled out against wolves um yeah no it was great to see i think the final pro that i'll say uh because i don't know if we really touched on it in this section it was nice to see a manager stand up for us and back yeah. us uh and i really love conte for that so i really appreciate it definitely on to Wolves. Um, Wolves have kind of started badly. Uh, they, I, I, I'm, let me look up their record really quickly, but I, I want to say they lost to Leeds on the opening day. Uh, oh yeah, so they're sitting, I think, 14th currently. Uh, a loss and a draw um, on the start of the season. Uh, lost to Leeds and then a draw to Fulham, uh, which I think they probably should have beat Fulham, but maybe Fulham's dark horse of the season. Uh, we, I think we're home to Wolves, yes. And Wolves, I don't want to say they've weakened over the um, the summer. I don't feel like they've improved. They've lost Connor Cody. They've brought mm-hmm. in Nathan Collins from Burnley, who I think's a great center back. Um, I just don't think they're anything super no. special. I, I honestly, I think that they just don't look good anymore. They seem to no. have lost their edge. I think, uh, you know, last season, was it last season or two seasons ago when they lost Jimenez two seasons ago? And uh, they were still yeah. kind of like finding their feet from losing him because he was so integral. And then last yeah. season was kind of like, reintroducing him they lost triore what is kind of going on neto got injured and that was massive for them and then this year neto's back i think triore's back i actually haven't watched either of the games i don't know if he's played um yeah oh he yeah he came on as a sub last match against fulham but like they're they lost their edge it seems like they the thing that made them so good and so dangerous in the last couple of seasons where they were like seventh contending finishers, seventh, eighth. Yeah. They, with they Nuno. Just, yeah, with Nuno. They don't seem to have it anymore. Um, with that being said, it's it's a side that you know I I equate them to like a Brighton side that like yeah, they just they'll they'll put five to 11 players behind the ball at all mm-hmm. points of the game. And it's going to be a long, tough game to break through. Um, I, I still get flashbacks to, to Neto doing a sturdy, I think it was two last year, two years ago, whatever it was. Oh my gosh. Yeah. As I still see that little tricks are doing things to us. So I'm, I'm always nervous coming up against wolves because it's just that side that I just do it. They just, some they'll, they sometimes make it happen and it's happened to us. Right. I don't think, I don't think Jimenez, I think he's hurt. Maybe uh, he hasn't played a part mm. in both of their 
matches to start the season. Uh, our other favorite South Korean, Hwang Lee Chan, as up front for them, um, who I do love. Uh, yeah, I, I don't know. Um, they're playing a like a 4-2-3-1 now. There's no more back three, which is kind of weird yeah. to see Wolves not play a back three. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, I, I don't know if there's anything special about them. This is going to totally backfire against me. Um, <laughs> but for... For lineups for Spurs, do you is there any surprises that you'd like to see that you expect to see? I'd like to see some changes this game. I think putting Perisic out at left back. Let's just see how he does when he starts. We still haven't seen that. Um, wouldn't be surprised if we saw a Docker beam come in at right wing back. Um, and as much as I'd love to see Basuma start. Mm-hmm. I just love the partnership that Benteke and Hoiberg have. And it's hard for me to just set yeah. that aside and be like, yeah, let's see how Basuma fits in. Cause I don't want to mm-hmm. see them not playing together. Right. What about um, you? I think you're dead on with Parasuch. Maybe Doherty comes in or Spence, probably mm-hmm. Doherty. Uh, I've got a weird one for you. Okay. This is a weird question. Um, would you bench Son or Kulazevsky for Richarlison? No, you would not. Why? I, I I have a counter to this. Okay, okay. I wouldn't, um, unless it was a cup game. I just I I think you know, despite us not playing well last game and seeing how we can kind of be canceled out a little bit, um, the potential of Son and Kulisevsky I think is higher than the potential of Richarlison. Okay, I think he's he's a great player, but you know whether he's striker, left wing, whatever it might be. Um, great option, but I we've seen Son and Kulisevsky do some ridiculous things, and they can make it happen at any point in the game. Okay, but I'm curious to hear your counter. My counter, I have two counters. Um, the first is for a from a like perspective of if you do have a Richarlison on the bench or a um or a son on the bench, who would you rather have come on and face you for the last 30 minutes? Like, mm. would you rather have a Sonny making line-breaking runs? Would you rather have a Richarlison who just wears you down? Uh, and I think it's kind of a toss-up there. But here's my thing. What's the point in spending a lot of money mm. on a backup to challenge you to never reward that backup when the starters don't perform. That is very fair. I, I get it. It's Sonny and Kane and Kulazewski. uh, And I think they need to start and I think they will. But what I'm getting at is they've played arguably Kulazewski was good. The first match, he was very good. Kane and Son have been off. I think Son's been the one that has been off more. And I think it would send a really good message from Conte to say, I know Son was the golden boot winner last year. I know Kane is one of the best players in the league right now. Uh, They haven't been up to snuff. They're not starting this match. Or maybe you pull them off at half. Maybe you pull them off at 60. I don't know. I I don't know if Richarlison's earned it yet, but 
mm-hmm. I'm going to, what's going to happen when we reach sixth match week and Sun doesn't have a goal? Yeah. You know, I, I'm just throwing it out into the universe. Fair. Um, I, I think that's a, that's a fair assessment and a good point. I'd like to see a bit of a reaction out of them. Mm-hmm. And it's tough because Kane and Sun are those players that like, they are experienced and it's tough. Like, yeah, they'll have a bad game, but you got to kind of keep them in there. Mm-hmm. Um, but yeah, no, if he does that, I mean, it just shows Conte's power. Yeah. And I, I get, you don't pull them off during the match. Like the goal from Kane comes from like almost nothing and him playing terrible. So there you go. Uh, predictions for the match were I can't remember the last time we played Wolves. I want to say we lost because it feels like we lost. Um, let me let me see if I can actually find that on ESPN. Man, I really should have done some more prep for this. Uh, well, while last... you're uh, while you're looking for it, yes, give my my prediction for this game. Yes, of course. I think we will see a one nil Spurs win. One nil. Yep, just one nil. I know Wolves have been pretty poor this season. Um, I know they're playing differently. I think we're going to be coming back strong. I think we're going to look very good. But I'm thinking a, a 1 0 win just get us back into winning zone. I, I don't know. Something about, again, I think it's just the memories of us playing against Wolves in the past, mm-hmm. which was a different team, different tactics, different formation, different everything. Um, it's still just weighing on me a little bit too much. And I'm like, I can't say it's going to be a 3 0 win or a, a thumping. I think it's going to be 1 0 and we're going to look good. Okay. We've, we're we've won twice, lost once, and drawn twice in the okay. past five games against Wolves. Uh, last two we've played against them, we've lost and drawn. Um, that was in the Carabao. No, no, no. We I think we won in the Carabao. Yeah, we won that match. And the last time we played them at home, Delhi had that penalty. Um, so there you go. Yeah. Uh, no, last time we played them away. Delhi had that penalty. We lost last time 2-0 off of two bull crap goals. Um, <laughs> but we also played awful. I yep. I'm gonna go with a a a 2-0 win. Um okay. I I think without Cody, they're a little iffy at the back. Uh and I think that allows Sun to make deeper runs because Cody being like a sweeper kind of like holding back all the time. Um, so I'm going to go with the two Oh, win. lovely. Last thing we're going to do is we're going to round up uh, the pod with transfers. Um, we have some, we have some outs. We actually have some outs. Ian, do you want to talk about some of the outs? Yeah. First one, Tungi and Dombele. It's going to Napoli loan about a million. Um, believe they're covering most of his salary and there is a buy option for 30 million on it which you know we purchased him for about 60 something like that um but i think uh i think that's fair to get 30 yeah. from at this at this state mm-hmm. um and then also i has okay let me ask you has lo celso been finalized lo celso has been finalized and domino okay. is not um got you Celso, no buy option. Uh, we have the option to cease the loan after the world. Oh, Cup. that's right. We had, yeah, yeah. Um, 
as far as outs go, that's all I'm aware of. I think that's it. Yeah. I no yeah. no news on Winks or Regulon. Oh, uh, one uh one little tidbit though. Oh, I yes. sent this earlier. Um Lacelso and Don Billy, Regulon and Winks have essentially been banished from training. Yes. yes. They are they were told to train separately from the team and they're being scheduled at different times so they don't interact. Lovely. Um, yeah, honestly, Conte made a statement. He mm-hmm. said, you guys are out. We're going to find a solution. Just do this for now. I think it's perfect. Hey, yeah, um, hey, th- yeah, they're still being paid. It's whatever. Yeah, 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 yeah. I think last two transfers to wrap up here. Uh, finalize the incoming of Destiny Udogi. Udogi, yes. It goes back on loan to Udinese uh, for a year. I think it was like 20 million. Yeah, um, about 20 million, a five-year deal too. Yes. Second highest goal contributions in Syria A last year, only second to Perisic. Wow. There you go. Okay. Mm-hmm. Um, and the last transfer, not a Spurs player anymore. However, I thought it was appropriate to talk about Deli Alley. Oh my gosh. With Bashiktas. Come He's to Bashiktas. Gone Turkey. He's Who? just He's done. Okay. I two questions, and I know we probably need to wrap up. Um, if I had told you four years ago that in 2022 Delhi Alley might be playing for Besiktas, <laughs> what would you say? Uh <laughs> yeah, I know. And then so you're a hater. My last question would be. Out of the 2019 transfers that we had mm-hmm. in, which were deemed amazing, uh, Jack Clark, Ryan Sessegnong, and Don Belay and Lacelso, what mm-hmm. would you what would you have said if I would tell you Ryan Sessegnong would be the only one left at the club in 2022? I would have been surprised. I would have. There you go. I, I figured Sessegnong would have stayed, but I figured Lacelso yeah. and Don Belay would have fit in somehow. I'd Sad. be like, what? And Don Belay is not the greatest. Midfielder in the world now? <laughs> it's still Modric? What are you talking about? <laughs> um, yeah, no. Uh, hopefully, maybe we'll see if we have more incomings in the next few weeks. Uh, we'll be back eventually for Wolves. Uh, and then we've got a few more matches coming up. I I don't know if there's much to add. Uh, Ian, is there anything else you'd like to add before we go? Up the Spurs. We got this this weekend against Wolves. Um we're going to see Kane and Son contribute to the goal one way or the other. Bold take. Uh, thank you so much for having us, everybody. We will be back with you soon. Uh, stay safe and look people in the eyes when you shake their hands. <laughs>